With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Isaiah Likely, and you're listening to Player Profiler. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Undercover Ops. It is officially week 10 in the fantasy football season. And when it hits double digits, this is when this is when it gets important. This is when the season gets serious. Your rosters are in good shape, great shape, bad shape, mediocre shape. It's over season shape. You might be 0-9 at this point. You might be six and three. Maybe you're five and four and you're a game out of the playoffs. And, and that's why exactly why undercovered ops is here. And why just a couple of years ago we started the Undercovered Ops series was to get you ready for the playoffs and to get you these deep, deep stash guys that have the upside to be league winners when you need them the most. When guys like Najee Harris are benched, guys like Leonard Fournette are benched, um, guys on teams that make Jamison Williams. A lot of people had Jamison Williams early in the season, and now the Detroit Lions don't look like they're going to be a, well, they're. They beat the Packers, but they're not going to be a team that's going to do anything as far as the NFL goes and making the playoffs. So it's very unlikely that we see much out of Jamison Williams the remainder of the 2022 season. So in seasonal leagues, you're not going to be stashing a guy like Jamison Williams, but you will be trading for a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown because he's in that offense. And we've seen him week after week after week when he's healthy, get targeted. So anyways, we're here to find these deep stash guys on Undercovered Ops. And this week, it's going to be a shorter show because we're going to be going over five league winners that you're going to need down the stretch in fantasy football. Maybe not all five of these guys will be league winners because there's only usually one or two of those guys per season. But these are some of the guys that we're going to be looking for at these specific positions to be that guy in 2022. But first, we got to thank our sponsor, Sleeper Fantasy. They're sponsoring the show today, sleeperfantasy.com. Use that promo code Underworld to get a deposit match bonus up to $100. Not only does Sleeper have the best platform for fantasy football, for dynasty football, for mock drafts, they added pickums this year. They added 22 new tools before the season started. And during the season, they don't stop just because the season started. They added daily drafts, which is eight rounds. You pick eight players, weekly stuff, seasonal stuff. Go over to sleeper.com. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD to get a deposit match bonus up to $100 and get drafting in the daily drafts on Sleeper. Do it and do it now. Let's get into the show and let's start talking about these five players that you need. Let's start with the honorable mentions, the guys that just missed the list. Samore Torre, he has the opportunity to be in the list. He had the opportunity to be on the edge of the list, and that's exactly where I put him. Similar to another player we're going to be talking about soon, Aaron Rodgers really, really likes Samore Torre. He's already proven it to be a very heady player. Dobbs, Cobb, and Watkins are out. They haven't practiced this week. Cobb's on IR. Watkins and Dobbs have not practiced. The rest of the season is going to be Al Lazard, Christian Watson, and Samore Torre. We talked about him last week on Undercovered Ops. Samore Torre, best week 
in snaps here, 37% in week nine against the Detroit Lions, 20 routes, four targets, 97 air yards. The air yards the last three weeks, four, 69, 97. He caught the touchdown in week eight against Buffalo. And this week, he's only going to get more and more usage against the Dallas Cowboys. Jordan Lewis is banged up. Trayvon Diggs is likely to cover Alan Lazard. I think both these rookies, Samori Torre and Christian Watson, are going to be guys that are going to get work this week in the game. Targets last week in week nine, Ellen Lazard, 10 targets, four for 87 and a touchdown, 88% snap share. The only other player that had above 80% snap share was Sammy Watkins, and Watkins is now not practicing in, well, today, Wednesday, he did not practice, and it does not look like, Watkins just does not look good, period. He had five targets, one reception, nine yards, ran the wrong route on one of the last plays of the game where the Packers had the chance to win the game. Samori Torre, though, 38% snap share, four targets, two receptions, 34 yards. And that snapshot is only going to rise, especially with Cobb continuing to be out. Dobbs now out for four to six, four to eight weeks. And then, of course, Sammy Watkins not looking like himself. He does. I, I doubt, I doubt, especially with the season at this point, five game losing streak, they're going to start shaking things up even more. As long as Watson can stay healthy, he's going to be on the field. And Torre is doing the right things week in and week out. He's going to continue to, to get that role. Um, 20 routes. Up from 13, up from 10. Samori Torre, honorable mention on this list. The other honorable mention is David Bell. Bet on Deshaun Watson coming back and being the tide that rises all boats in week 13. Yes, Donovan Peoples-Jones will have a game or two. He's going to be the the Will Fuller type for Deshaun Watson. And he's going to enhance the opportunity for three wide receiver sets in Cleveland. And everyone wants to initially point to, all right, well, Cooper should be in that Hopkins role. And... Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones should be in that Will Fuller role, but you're forgetting that those downfield low percentage throws to Donovan Peoples-Jones take connection. The connection that Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson had was built. There's not a lot of time to build that relationship and that rapport in the middle of the season. It's a lot easier to build a rapport with the shallow or closer to the line of scrimmage guys like David Bell like David Njoku, like Kareem Hunt in the passing game. I think David Bell is an honorable mention on this list. He's owned 1% of leagues on Yahoo. Uh, in a deep enough league where you're starting four or five guys, I've talked about this many times before, if you're starting four or five wide receivers and you got tons of guys banged up, like I was starting Traquan Smith at times and it worked, he's going to be that level of guy you're going to want is David Bell. I think he can be considered for this year's Amon Ross St. Brown, where Amon Ross St. Brown had six straight double-digit target games from week 13 on to finish the season with the Detroit Lions in 2021. I think David Bell, is he going to have double-digit games every single week? Probably not. But is he going to get opportunities with a quarterback that rises everything in his entire offense with Deshaun Watson? Yes, I think he will. I think this team needs to win games, and I think that's going to come from high percentage completion High completion percentage passes to David Bell across the middle of the field. Amari Cooper as the elf on the outside. And, of course, Donovan Peoples-Jones will have a game or two with over 100 yards. But those are my two honorable mention, guys. Now the list starts right here. Christian Watson, number five. He's owned in 4% of leagues on Yahoo. Coach Matt LaFleur said on Wednesday that Watson had a chest injury in the last game after having a concussion in the game before that, dealing with a hamstring before that. So he's just not starting off his career great from injury stance. But... He will not be held out of practice for any precautionary reasons this week. So it looks like he's healthy. He looks like he's healthy going into week 10, which is awesome because, like I said before, Sammy Watkins did not practice on Wednesday. Romeo Dobbs did not practice on Wednesday. Randall Cobb still not at practice. So it's literally looking like 
Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, Samori Torre are going to be the only healthy wide receivers going in. Obviously, there's Amari Rodgers, but Amari Rodgers had one target and 26% of the snaps this last week. The tight ends, all three tight ends are getting more work than Amari Rodgers, so I'm really not concerned with him. Mercedes Lewis had a 43% snap share. Robert Tanyan, 46%. Josiah DeGora, 38%. Amari Rodgers is not he's, – he's going to be on the field, but he's not going to get any – he's not getting any looks from Rodgers at all, and I think that's partly – with the Dobbs thing before, right? Dobbs was making some heady mistakes. Amari Rogers making heady mistakes. Christian Watson, number five league winner on this list. Not the top receiver, not even the number three receiver. There's two more receivers on this list, but I think Christian Watson does need to be owned in some leagues if you're in that situation because he's still tied to Aaron Rodgers, and that still does matter. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers just want to get the ball to Christian Watson. Two receptions, 24 yards in this last game. I think that Christian Watson, if he can stay healthy for a full fucking game, will pay off. Like I said, Trevon Diggs should be on Alan Lazard this game. Anthony Brown will be on Christian Watson as long as Christian Watson is healthy and plays. When you're looking at snap share and opportunities and routes, he ran his second most routes of the season in week nine. He ran 10 and he still left the game early. That was second only to week one against Minnesota when he played that fully healthy game. And he dropped that big pass where he had a 69% snap share, 27 routes, four targets, two for 34. He's getting back to that spot where he's getting healthy and he's starting to be able to be dependable in an offense that can stretch the field opposite Alan Lazard. I think you're going to see a little bit more from Christian Watson down the stretch. Number four, the only tight end on this list is Cole Komet. Cole Komet is the tight end that I was targeting most before the season started. The process seemed right. The regression from touchdowns, he didn't have a single touchdown in 2021. His last touchdown came in 2020 in December. He didn't have one all year until week number eight. And then week eight, Cole Komet catches a touchdown. And week nine, Cole Komet catches two touchdowns. It's not a coincidence that he starts to score more. Darnell Mooney starts to score more when they add Chase Claypool. And when Justin Fields starts to click in this offense, it's really starting to look up and up for the Chicago Bears. I know the Detroit defense is terrible. I think it's ranked 734th out of 734 since 2008, I believe is the stat that I heard the last a couple days ago. Yes, I understand Detroit sucks and Chicago plays Detroit this week, but the game total being 48 means that Vegas is respecting Chicago to a new level and bringing Claypool over as a guy with wide receiver one upside from a physical stance and from an output ability but he's really a wide receiver too. Matching him with another bona fide number two in Darnell Mooney. Those two guys are, are very talented, very talented number two wide receivers in this league. Cole Komet's a very strong tight end. Second round draft pick. Cole Komet's a stud. With this running game, with this quarterback, this offensive line is strong from the running stance. I think this offense can be good. I think you can trust Cole Komet going forward. Again, 22 fantasy points in week nine. He was the tight end number two thanks to those two touchdowns. He had a touchdown in week eight off of two targets, two red zone targets in week eight, two red zone targets in week nine. And quite frankly, I just think that Cole Komet is starting to become, it's it's the regression thing, right? He's been so due for like 25 weeks. He didn't score a touchdown. And now boom, boom, boom. He's pushing him out. And it's like, cool. I mean, this has been, it's, 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 it's why you talk about like touchdown regression where the guy had none and he's due and he should have one. It's just, it's just, it's, it's coming around. It's coming full circle. Week nine target share from the tight end position. Dallas Goddard, 36%. Kyle Pitts, 30%. Travis Kelsey, 27%. Ertz, 24%. Hawkinson, Austin Hooper, Cole Komet, 
at 23%. Those are the only tight ends to eclipse 20% in week number nine. And then from a tight end air yardage standpoint, Kyle Pitts at 208. Travis Kelsey 111. Zach Ertz 95. Goddard 85. Cole Komet had 52 tied with Austin Hooper as well. So he's top five in all those ranges and all those markers. And Cole Komet is an important tight end, I think, down the stretch. Obviously, everybody knows Greg Dulcich. He's been a tight end one each of his first three career games. I think you're talking Kelsey. You're talking Andrews when he's healthy. Greg Dulcich, Hawkinson. Those look like four of the most dependable tight ends right now. Cole Komet, if you don't have one of those top end guys, I think is a guy that you can continue to stream down the stretch. I think I trust Cole Komet now going forward with the way this offense looks more than I do a Juwan Johnson, where in the past I've been trusting Juwan Johnson. And Juwan Johnson's been great in his own in his own count. Now, number three on this list, well, technically the number two. Both these guys I have tied at number two. They're both wide receivers. Terrace Marshall, 17% ownership from the Yahoo. Terrace Marshall, I just talked about this in the Mind of Mansion on Tuesday with the Podfather. Terrace Marshall finally getting the opportunity. I completely blame Matt Rule for mismanaging this offense. Matt Rule brought over Robbie Anderson because Matt Rule knew Robbie Anderson from Temple. He wanted to give him the opportunities. And Robbie Anderson, I don't know if Robbie Anderson sucks or if Matt Rule sucks, but one of them sucks. And the the cool thing about Terrace Marshall is in week eight against the Atlanta Falcons, when he got the full opportunity, 90%, nine targets, two red zone, four receptions, 87 yards, 94 air yards. He was the wide receiver 29 in the week. They get the Falcons again on Thursday night football. And that game was from P.J. Walker. Week nine against Cincinnati, it didn't slow down. 93% snap share, which is the highest of his career. 28 routes, six targets, one in the red zone. He caught a touchdown, three for 53 and a touchdown, 67 air yards. Terrace Marshall, not only in week eight, did he scored 12 fantasy points with P.J. Walker to have 87 yards, but in week nine, Baker Mayfield played the majority of this game, and he scored 14 more fantasy points. So it's it's a lot of times you'll see the connection between maybe a guy that's deeper in the roster at the wide receiver position working with a quarterback that maybe at one point, one point was deeper on the roster. So you'd think like a PJ Walker and Terrace Marshall. Okay. These guys, you know, second, third team offense, they're going to work well together. And Baker comes in and he starts feeding Terrace Marshall, six targets, three for 53. I think you're going to continue to trust Terrace Marshall because I think Carolina is going to continue to try and win games because Steve Wilkes wants this job. Baker Mayfield's fighting for a job. PJ Walker is fighting for a job in the NFL. Sam Darnold, if he becomes the quarterback is going to be fighting for a job in the NFL. Terrace Marshall is going to be very viable down the stretch, and I think you should continue to trust Terrace Marshall as a wide receiver in fantasy football. And that brings me to the other guy, number two, Wandale Robinson, a rookie coming off a bye week. Wandale Robinson had a 68.8% snap share in week eight. He's only played four games this year, and he's coming off a bye in week nine. They played Jacksonville in week seven, eight targets, six for 50 against the Jacksonville Jaguars on a 67% snap share. Against Seattle, where Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant's a very good rookie What? cornerback he has 28 routes 68 percent snaps your highest of the season three targets two for 15 i think you can trust wandell robinson again that was a bad week he goes into a bye everybody's forgotten about wandell robinson i talked about him last week on undercover ops i think wandell robinson is going to be an important player down the stretch where you're going to see him i i I talked about Samori Torre. I talked about David Bell. I talked about Christian Watson. But really, the number one guy that I trust and that I think down the stretch can be that Amon Ross St. Brown level output, level breakout 
in an, in an offense like the New York Giants, where we saw Kadarius Tony get targets as a rookie, I think that Wanda Robinson should step directly into this role. Again, it's Marcus Johnson. It's Kenny Galladay. It's David Sills in this offense. Wanda Robinson superior to all these guys. He's owned in 34% of leagues on Yahoo. I think Wanda Robinson getting that opportunity at 70, 80, 90% down the stretch. It takes these guys time. And you saw the one game, eight targets, six for 50, four targets, three for 37, and a touchdown. Wondell Robinson is a must-own, a must-buy at this point in the fantasy football season and a guy you can trust down the stretch. But the number one buy, the number one ad right now, and it's not Rashad White because you all know Rashad White. Rashad White has been like the ad of all ads. He's the new Tony Pollard. We've known this for about two months. We've known this since really back in February and March when we thought he should have been a starting running back in the NFL. Rashad White is obvious. But the second true best ad in fantasy outside of Rashad White, the number one league winner on this list is none other than the running back in Pittsburgh, Jalen Warren. I talked about it on my mansion again. Jalen Warren out of Oklahoma State, the undrafted running back, 5'8", 207. He looks like the new James Conner. Jalen Warren is going to be the lead back in a mere, in in minutes, like within minutes, like literally what I'm saying, like from now until the end of the season, as soon as Mike Tomlin decides that Najee Harris isn't giving him the requisite output is the the season's pretty much over with. Again, you know, they have Najee for two more years on contract. He's going to be 25 years old when the season starts next year. They want to get as much out of Najee, but they don't want to wreck him this year so that he's not good for next year because we've already pretty much has a been a lost season for the team and for Najee as a running back. When you're looking at output and opportunity, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Najee had six targets. Jalen Warren had three. Nine touches for Jalen Warren, 75 yards in this game. 14 touches, 58 yards for Najee Harris. This isn't the first time. This has been going on all year where from a a per-touch output, Jalen Warren's looked better. All the Pittsburgh media knows Jalen Warren's looked better. 75 total yards against Philadelphia, 63 against Buffalo, 33 against Cleveland on minimal touches, and he ran his most routes in the season against Buffalo with 26. That's really when this conversation started was in week five. And from then, the touches and the opportunity have looked better and better for Jalen Warren on a weekly basis. He looks better than Najee. It's a matter of time before they put Najee Harris on a block of ice for the rest of the season. And Jalen Warren is the league winner down the stretch for the remainder of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for your fantasy football team. Everyone's looking for that running back. Is it Deion Jackson? Is it Dwayne Washington? Is it, uh, you know, is it is it Rex Burkhead? No, the answer, if it's not Rashad White, the answer to the league-winning running back of the 2022 fantasy football season is, has, and will be Jalen Warren playing the Atlanta Falcons, the Baltimore Ravens, the Carolina Panthers, and the Las Vegas Raiders in the fantasy football playoffs. Go get Jalen Warren in all your fantasy leagues, and let's celebrate some league championships over the course of the next six weeks. Have yourself a great evening. Undercovered Ops, out.